Welcome to Matinee with Matt, the ultimate rendezvous for all things entertainment. My name is Matt Kreeth, a film critic, and I'm joined weekly by my husband, Michael. Not so much a film critic. So grab your popcorn as we dive headfirst into the world of movies, TV shows, books, and beyond. Well, welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Matinee with Matt. We are reviewing the movie Argyle today. Uh, how you feeling about your review of Argyle, Michael? Oh, I'm feeling good. We saw it last night uh, at the, where did we see it at? At the C Film Center here in Denver yeah. at a press screening that involved a lot of more people than press. I don't know. It was contest winners. Were there again yeah. contests? Uh-huh. That's so when we saw uh, Mean Girls for contest winners, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, no, I was once a contest winner on the radio. I won uh, uh, free tickets to the premiere of The Prestige. What was uh, the first the thing you won on the radio? That I think. Yeah, the first thing that I won was Coldplay concert tickets. We're the... showing our age, talking about the Prestige and Coldplay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was at the uh, neighborhood across the street from Mars, and it was raining. And I remember, I remember it like very vividly. <laughs> uh, and it was raining, and it was like this outdoor event, and nobody showed up. And I was like, "Well, it's just across the street from the neighborhood. I'll go and sit in the parking lot until yeah. it's time." And then we were the only ones that showed up. Me and Stephen. And the question was, who is which, you know full circle moment coming to like movie world? Uh, but yes, so they said, "Who's Chris Martin's wife?" Um, right. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Gwyneth Paltrow. Anyways, I wanted to. And you won those tickets? Yeah. Awesome. Where were your seats? Up really high, but. But they were free. They were free. And a guy spilled his beer on me at the <laughs> concert. And then he brought one back for me after he went. Oh, how old were you? 18. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Things you do in Texas. Uh, well, we are here to talk about Argyle. Um, I'm going to read the uh, the plot of the movie, and uh, and then we can talk about it. So this comes straight from the source of IMDb. Uh, Argyle is about a reclusive author who writes espionage novels about a secret agent and a global spy syndicate. She realizes the plot of the new book that she's writing starts to mirror real-world events in real time. Okay, so that is the parameters at what you have to stay in when you're talking about yeah, this. Yeah, because we, no we can't spoilers. do a lot of spoilers no here. No um, spoilers. There is a huge cast. I'm going to read off all of the, like, I mean, A-list actors that are basically in this movie. We have uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek, Dua Lipa, Ariana DeBose, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson. When, uh, what's her name? Ariana from, DeBose? Oh, uh, from Schitt's Creek. Oh, Catherine so, O'Hara. So when she <laughs> came on the screen, I literally in my head go, oh, Monica Wells. <laughs> like, I did not jump to her but, name. Well, we were seeing this movie in a packed theater. Did you notice that right when Catherine O'Hara came on the screen, there were a few people that were like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a fun surprise. Yeah, very much so. And a very fun surprise for us Coloradans here is that there is a short scene that takes place in Colorado in this movie. 
And right when it says Colorado on the screen, everybody in the theater just started cheering because I don't think we tend to see a lot of Colorado on screen here. I don't know. We should do an episode about that. States and movies. States, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. That's pretty boring. Um, Um, And outside of Colorado, I mean, this movie takes us to the Arabian Peninsula, to Greece, to London, Hong Kong, uh, pretty much a lost life. I feel like everywhere. CGI. So much CGI, and that's probably our first. So I want to talk about some Rose and Thorns of this movie, uh, because it is an action-packed comedy movie. It is like two hours and 20 minutes. It was long. It's a long one. It is not a a, a short action film, for sure. Um, But some of the thorns, I think, are the CGI. Uh, You can tell even in the Hong Kong scenes, there's green screen like no other. For a reason, they kind of go back to it a few times without giving away anything. And it's just not, I don't know, it, well, it, 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 it didn't sit right for whatever reason. I mean, they're all over the world to all those places that you listed. So I can't even imagine what coordinating all of the people that were in the movie and involved, like what filming that would be like. Correct. If you had to travel to on site. Yeah. I did look it up. They did film in Greece for part of it. They filmed in London, which is uh, one of the locations in this film. To the opening uh, scene, I in think Greece? that part was Greek. Well, Ellie, I don't know about the dance sequence. There's a lot of dance sequences, you guys. Uh, but I, I don't know about that part. But at least, and we can't give anything no, away yeah. already. It's the opening sequence, and we can't give anything away. Uh, there is a part where it's, it is obviously Greece, where. Okay. Somebody's driving on what looks like a Vespa or something, and it looks like Grease to me. I thought that that all looked like CGI. Oh, uh, I um, think it was actually Grease. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so this movie is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who gave us all three of the Kingsman movies, which I do really love those movies uh, with Taron Edgerton and, and Colin Firth. We uh, have had X-Men First Class from this director, and he's produced a lot of uh, Guy Ritchie's movies in the past, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and and Snatch, so uh, he's a good one. I I really like Matthew Vaughn. I I get excited whenever I I see a new movie of his, because I know it's going to be action-packed, it's going to be funny, but uh, and also usually really good casts like this one, but this one I enjoyed, I can say that. I don't know that I'll ever see it again. I don't know that I'll ever no. like purposely sit sit down and and watch it again. No, but I mean, if that's I guess a judge of a good movie, yeah, I guess it's pretty true. You'd watch it again. Yeah. But um, okay. So, well, you said you were going to start with Rose and Thorns, and so your <laughs> thorn. Well, we've already talked about a Thorn. Uh, one Rose that I will say is Sam Rockwell in this movie. Without giving away too much, he is. A, a lead uh, for sure. He doesn't just show up in just like one or two scenes, which some of those A-listers I did read off, they do kind of just show up in just a couple of scenes. Would you categorize that as a cameo? No, because they're on the poster. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. So I feel like it's not, and they're in the trailer. I don't know that that's necessarily a cameo, uh, but they're, I don't think, are, can you think of any cameos in this movie? No, I think everybody got billed. Yeah, I think everybody did for the most part. Uh, there is a mid credit scene at the end, uh, so watch out for that. Stay. If you go to see this in a theater, please go and, and, and 
stay in the theater until you see that scene uh, because it kind of opens up the movie to more of a universe. Supposedly, this is supposed to be like a trilogy. Uh, I hope not. I hope not either because I don't think that this movie will make a fortune enough to justify. I'll bet it does well. You think so? Yeah, I bet it does well. There's a lot of buzz and hype around it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what everyone's sentiment is coming out of it because I think it was a mixed bag hearing from people in the audience. Like, for sure. Like walking to the parking garage, there were some people talking about this director and previous stuff. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it'll be interesting to see how this does. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot I of. I think it does good. You think not. Okay, cool. I, yeah. <laughs> That's my prediction. I don't. I think it'll do fine. There aren't any other movies out. Um, I think Mean Girls is pretty much ruled the box office for the last few weeks which uh, i know we we did enjoy i want i talk about wanting to see a movie again i literally want to just go see karen's dance sequence again uh-huh. uh but okay all right i sure digress on YouTube by now back on track uh but yeah so i think for me a, a big rose is sam rockwell i love everything that he's in i think he's a great actor he's great comedic timing and he does well with the role that he has in this And the reason we're being so cagey about it and not giving away spoilers is because the big question in this movie is who's the real agent Argyle. And you would think that it would be an obvious choice, but, uh, you're, you're probably wrong. Don't give away too much. (laughs) Uh, but that is a good, I like that there was that element in the movie. That was, I guess the big revelation that made it, you know. I don't know, plot twist. But, okay, so your rose is, so obviously your rose is Sam Rockwell. Because, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, what about you? What would you say, like, a rose and thorn for you is? Um, thorn, just how unbelievable it was. Yeah. Like, we talked a little bit about just... It's silly. Yeah, it was really, really outlandish. And I think if I was maybe had done some research on it before I saw this and was prepared for it to be like that, I would have enjoyed it more. But it's kind of like when I saw Cocaine Bear and I hate because I was like, this is so <laughs> unrealistic. Uh, so I felt that way. So it's my thorn. My rose, um, Lipa Kamatua. No, uh, <laughs> As we like no, to call just, her in this house. Um, no, <laughs> she was great. It was fun to see her in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but... My lows for the film would probably be the use of uh, the great John Cena. Um, <laughs> I think he brings in some nice comedic timing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I hope to continue to see his start arise. <laughs> the start arise. Yeah, well, that's my rose for sure. All right, I'll take it. Uh, we should mention also that there is a cat in this movie that gets a lot of screen uh, time. It and- does. A lot of uh, named Alfie, and that is a thorn for me. I have to say, and it's not just just because going through the garden of more roses and thorns (laughs) must be over there. Okay, no, we don't have to keep doing that. You see the cat. I just, I told you this uh, last time when we were driving home. I think that if it hadn't been for the cat part of it, they could have shaved off so many minutes of this movie. And it would have been more appealing and entertaining. I think it would have been tighter. Yeah. And I know that Matthew Vaughn, he at all the Kingsman movies, which I do enjoy, they they are outlandish. They're meant to be. 
but they're grounded a little bit in somewhat a reality. This is not, and it's not Correct. meant to be, but it's also just like James Bond, like any yeah. of the double sevens, like obviously that feels like it could be some, like, I mean, terroristy organization, like yeah, real spy story like, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. This, no, no. It we, we, you don't know who's pulling the strings. You don't know who the bad guys are, the good guys are. And I just, it, it, not that that's necessarily bad. It keeps you guessing, but then once you have all the answers, I don't feel like the payoff in this movie is as great as oh. some of the other movies in that stuff. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And unfortunately for the audience, the payoff kind of happens midway through the movie. And then you still have like another hour of cat footage, cat footage, no, cat footage action and adventure and more cities to see and more people to beat up. And yeah. Okay, so aside from the cat, then, <laughs> um, getting, and I think again, they just wanted to show off the CGI budget. Totally. Um, and there's a lot of things that happen to this cast throughout <laughs> um, two hours and 20 minutes. So the budget is, the, the budget is seen yeah. through this cat's eyes for sure. Um, there were, there, like, I think, okay, there were really good parts in where there was a fun action scene. And I think the use of music, mm -hmm. um, is that typical of his, that director's movie style of like, and what do you think of music? I liked the music actually a lot in this movie. There is one that's making the Spotify rounds right now called Electric Energy, and that's by Ariana DeBose, who's in this movie, and Boy George, of all people. And Nile Rodgers is pimping him. Dorit from Real Housewives is pimping him out. Then Matthew Vaughn, apparently. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that that song is like a disco tune. It's definitely a bop uh, that gets played throughout the movie and during some action sequences. And it it makes for a fun fun part of the movie. But uh, you know, there's there's music kind of laced throughout. Yes, for sure, Matthew Vaughn uses music a lot, but uh, kind of like Quentin Tarantino does, but just not as not as stylized, I guess. But this is like a this is a big budgeted movie. This is a mm -hmm. this is a joint venture between Universal and Apple, which is quite surprising. I think Apple ended up buying the rights for like $200 million or something oh like that. Oh my goodness. So they're looking for a return on their investment. And that's what scares me is I don't know. Uh, Apple Apple's an interesting one because they don't need the movie to necessarily be profitable because Apple makes money on phones and computers and other things. Where do you, where do you think... Apple is going with being in the film industry. Honestly, I, seeing it in the movie theater yeah. on like it, they, the Apple logo comes up yeah. and I don't feel like I've ever seen it in the movie theater yet. I what have, they do? I have Else. because the killers of the flower Moon oh, yeah, yeah. and some other movies at film festivals that Apple debuts, but they don't tend to do a lot of straight to theater. Yeah. Uh, this will end up coming on Apple TV Plus, I think at some point, like Killers of the Flower to. Moon did, but it might be months from now. And yeah, it's it, there. I don't know. I honestly like, couldn't tell you. I just when, when we saw it from across the screen, I was like, 
why are they over here now? Yeah. Like, what does this have to do? I mean, with everybody is technology? Amazon does it. Uh, you know, just the, so many of these type of what we consider tech companies yeah. are are getting in the mix. But I it's agree. Interesting. I, but that I, makes me feel good about movies, honestly, too. Because that was what my other thought when we saw Apple on there. I was like, okay, this is probably a good sign for film if tech, if, like, if tech is getting involved to like do something they they think that they see opportunity yeah. in the future of however that turns into subscribers or theater goers. I don't know. Right. But I thought that's what I thought when I saw the Apple logo on uh on the theater screen. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I am glad, you know, I, I, I say that I don't know if this movie will make money. I hope it does just for the sake of movie theaters in general. I'm a big proponent of movie theaters. But <laughs> you love the popcorn. I love the popcorn. I love candy and, and soda and everything about the movie theaters. And and also just the camaraderie of being in a theater and enjoying a movie that is actually a good movie. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say I, I did enjoy the music in this one. Uh, it definitely, it, it definitely keeps the action going and a little more interesting. And when we say action, we're talking about a lot of deaths, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of dancing. There's a specific, I think, whirly bird dance. Oh, there is a dance movie. That yeah. They specifically do at no less than three the times in this movie. Who did the choreography? Right. Like, do was we become a duo? Uh, no, I wonder if it was like Mandy Moore from the Ares tour. From uh, not to be confused with the, the singer. Actress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess she is an actress yeah. now. <laughs> Look, I knew her as a singer. We can look it up. We can inform our our listeners in the next episode if if we find it. But oh, that actually reminds me. I need to do a fact check, real time fact check of our last episode. I have to apologize to our listeners because we talked about last episode about reality TV, Real Housewives, girls trips, all that stuff, and I was talking about Monica Garcia from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And she had started a troll account to troll all the other ladies on the show. And she named it Reality Von Tees. Oh, this and, and our friend Jason texted me and pointed out my error. I had said that she probably made the account to play off of Kat Von D's name, which is stupid because that doesn't even make sense. It's really Dita Von Tees, the burlesque dancer that and also they still don't get the connection the there. Tea, it's the Von T's part of it. Like, okay. Yeah. But it, it's stupid. Regardless, it's, it's a ridiculous yes. name for an Instagram account. But thank you, Jason, for pointing out my error. I really do appreciate it because I do want to be fact-checked mm -hmm. when I say something wrong. Uh, okay. Well, then where were we? Choreography. <laughs> Choreography in Argyle. I will say that we had talked about Argyle in previous episodes that there was a conspiracy for a while that Taylor Swift was behind. Ah, yes. The, the books that this film is supposed to be based off of that I don't even know if the books have come out yet and they will be available because the movie makes reference to it that it will be available. And the entire premise of the movie is based around a secret agent named Argyle that is a popular like book series from Ellie Conway, the fictional writer that's in this movie. And 
Uh, we can safely say this is not a spoiler for the actual movie itself. Taylor Swift has nothing to do with this movie, although there are argyles everywhere and cats and everything that points to a Taylor Swift and a conspiracy that she's behind it. I can safely say she is not in this movie. She has nothing to do with it. I'm sorry to you and all the other Swifties. I know, I know. Um, but so I'm confused now because I'm looking this <laughs> up. So Barnes and Nobles has a new release of the Ellie Conway Argyle. Like I think it is an actual book. It might be available now or soon. To it's, it came out the ninth of January. Yeah, apparently. Oh, there you go. All right, so it's already out there. Um. So, but wasn't the author supposed to be this mystery of like nobody also knew who wrote? That's why we thought it was terrible. Yeah, I don't even think well, we still is it know. Ellie Conway? Like, that's is not that... a real person. That's the character in the movie. But that's who's titled as the author. Right? I know, but it's just a it's a fake name for the book. So there is more to unravel. Oh my god! I mean, like, is this an immersive experience <laughs> where it's like you have to be a spy to figure out some of this stuff? Right. I mean, okay. in, in this movie, there is a, a character named Ellie Conway, and. For whatever reason, a lot of her books about Agent Argyle seem to correspond to real geopolitical activities in in the world and has exposed real life spies. And so that's part of the premise of the movie and it kind of takes it from there. And that's kind of where the premise ends that we can talk about because then you soon find out who might be a spy, who is not, and all that. So, yeah. Well, so if you are given a quote opportunity after you leave the theater where they ask you for your blip, uh -huh. um, to put it, you know, across a movie trailer, um, do you have one? Do you know what you would say? I'd probably say something along the lines of chaotic, silly, outlandish, sexy. Oh, okay. We're going to have to mark this episode as explicit. <laughs> um, I, what would you say? Probably something like if you are looking to kill two hours plus with an unbelievable experience and plot line, come see our guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I will say the actual tagline for, I think the poster and in the trailer that has just been shown non-stop online and on tv is uh, the bigger the spy the bigger the lie and i told you after the fact it doesn't make sense for no. the movie like it actually doesn't you would think that that would tie in somehow because they say it a lot in this movie the bigger the spy the bigger the lie but yeah when you find out who are the big spies and what the big lies are it kind of just doesn't really make sense. It's as if they no. forgot how to tie that up, especially in the end. Uh, like I said, I did like the movie fine, but I didn't, I, I, there are just a lot of cartoonish parts to it that I just totally. didn't think worked very well. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think it'll do well. So we'll report back and see. Yeah. We'll place a bet, see who wins. So if you were Roger Ebert and you had to give a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle, Ooh, it's going to have to be a thumbs down for me. Okay. I, I can I see know. that. Yeah. You were quite bored. Throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I think it's like that sideways, that rare sideways one. thumb 
uh, it, you know, middle of the road, 50, 50, take it or leave it. That that's, that's for me. And that comes from a fan of a lot of Matthew Vaughn's work. So oh, I like his other stuff yeah. like way better. Yeah. Wait, so, I would watch the Kingsman multiple times. We can watch that tonight. We probably have housewives. No, <laughs> it's on like Thursdays, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I guess our review of, of Argyle. Mm-hmm. And now it is time for our go on segment. This is the segment where one of us educates the other about interesting things in the culture, unearthing hidden gems and little known trivia from the world of entertainment. And today it's fine. So we've talked a lot on this episode about director Matthew Vaughn, who directed mm-hmm. Argyle. Michael, do you happen to know who Matthew Vaughn is married to? And it's somebody quite famous. Go on, but I want to ask questions. Yeah, you okay. can. You can. Uh, it, are they an American? They are not, because Matthew Vaughn is also English and British. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but she's not British. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Is she European? Yes. French? No. German? Yes. Is she a supermodel? She is a supermodel. Victoria's Secret Secret Agent. (laughs) Is she she a Victoria's Secret uh, angel? Um, I believe she might have been at one point. I might be wrong on that. Does it start with an A? No, it does not. Okay. I don't know. Dang. It's Claudia Schiffer. Mm, I gotta look who that up. Oh, uh, you don't I'm... know who Claudia Schiffer is? Oh, yeah. She was also in like a music video, I think. I think Stacy's mom. Oh, I'm sure she's been in a ton of those over the years. Um, she was in the music video for Bon Jovi, Say It Isn't So. She was in uh, a music video for Westlife's Uptown Girl, I guess. Um, but no, she was a supermodel. She's hugely famous. Uh, she now lives in England with Matthew Vaughn. Obviously they've been married for over 20 years. I think she used to date David Copperfield, the magician. <gasps> and then he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He disappeared from her life and, uh, she's been married to Matthew Vaughn and she actually executive produced Argyle. Oh, and she's trying she's, to get in on that Apple yeah. money. Yeah, she's uh, she's executive produced a lot of his movies, so uh, she's still kind of in the fold. Claudia Schaefer, she did not, she was not in Stacey's movie, so no, that's on me. I guess um, not. But she was in Love Actually. I hate that movie. I know you do. I'm, I'm sorry to our Christmas uh, listeners. Um, well, cool. Good to know. Yeah. <sighs> I am curious now what other directors are married to supermodels. We can do a follow-up um, and... And okay. do a whole episode on that. <laughs> well, awesome. <laughs> thanks for that information. Yeah, and, and thanks everybody again for joining us today on this episode of Matinee with Matt. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe for more, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Matinee with Matt to stay updated on all things film, television, and pop culture. That's a wrap. <laughs>